ask that the Lord would speak to us today. We ask that the Lord would, 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 would meet us in this place today. I want to talk to us this morning about stress fractures. Worry, stress, anxiety, overload, breakdown, craziness. Have you ever experienced any of those seasons in your life? Anybody raise your hand. How many of you feels like that has been the season for at least the past two years? Raise your hand, right? <laughs> it feels that way. It's been it's been a crazy from for some of us it's been a crazy week. Some folks watching at home, it's been a crazy week. For for some that are that are here this morning, it's been a crazy week. For for all of us, it has just been a crazy season, a crazy year, a crazy year and a half, a crazy two years, maybe longer than that. We have experienced just craziness and anxiety and, and stress. And each one of us are just trying to figure it out, right? We're trying to figure life out. We're trying to trust Jesus with all the stuff that life throws at us. My family is the same. We're just like you, right? Uh, Heather's working full time. She's taking seminary courses. She's a mom. She's a pastor's wife. That's stressful. And Heather's like, yes and amen. We're parents. That's stressful. I have a 16-year-old. That's stressful. I have a 14-year-old in two days. He'll be 14 years old. That's stressful. Not only am I a 16 and a 14-year-old, my 16-year-old is a girl. That's stressful. She's like, I ain't stressed. Yeah, all right. We get it. I get it. I'm a Tennessee fan. That is stressful. I'm not throwing any water bottles at y'all this morning, but I understand the stress. I'm a pastor, so there is stress of being a pastor. I understand stress. We understand stress. And I know that many of you feel stress too. And sometimes we, we get into the flesh and we begin to compare stress. We'll, we'll say, well, I'm more stressed than you, or I got more going on in my life than you got going on in your life. We as Americans have begun to take pride in our stress. Like, like there have been several articles and papers written over the past few years, some in, in the New York Times and other articles and, and magazines and newspapers that deal with America's fascination with busyness and stress, that we actually even wear our busyness as a badge of honor. Like the more busy I am, the more important I am. The busier I am, the more stuff I've got going on because I've just got this to do. I, I've got I've got to be super busy all the time, and, and I got to tell you about how busy I am because I'm busy. And we compare our busyness. It's almost like we forgot that 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 God gave us a Sabbath day of rest on purpose. If you aren't learning how to Sabbath, you're doing the Christian faith wrong. You need to learn how to take some time to not be busy. 
So I can't do that. This is, this is a, I got to keep up with the Joneses. I got to, I got to do this. I got to do this. Learn, you're going to do it all. And what is it going to profit you to gain the whole world? You don't learn how to rest. And I understand busyness. I understand that there are times and seasons of busyness, but even if it's taking a few hours on a Sunday afternoon or a few hours on a Saturday afternoon or making sure that that your Friday night or your Thursday night is free just so that you can have a few hours of, of letting your mind not be busy. I'm telling you something. God gave us a Sabbath day because he knows that we need it. We need to learn to manage our busyness. It doesn't mean that we don't have a lot going on. We all do. But we learn how to manage our busyness so our busyness doesn't have us. But we do in this in our culture. We wear our busyness as a badge of honor. The busier we are, the more stressed our lives are, the more important and better we must be than the less busy and the less stressed. There's been studies and articles written about this over the past few years. America's obsession with busyness. But let's face it, we, we all face pressures and stresses and overload. We are living in a busy, stressful time. And we have busy, stressful lives. And no matter what pride we mask it with, underneath it all, we would just really like some peace. Amen? You've heard the saying, too blessed to be stressed. I believe that, that we need to take hold of that and recognize that, you know what? When I look around and I see all that God has provided with me, for provided for me, that God has kept me, that God has, has blessed me, that, that God has been with me when in, in, in seasons of, of stress, and, and I've learned the secret of, of life, and that's being content when I, have, when I have season of abundance or season of, of want. I have learned how to be content. We really should take that to heart. We really are too blessed to be stressed. It's a, it's a catchy little phrase, but maybe we need to, to just be reminded about it this morning. What happens though is we lose sight of the blessing and we, we lose even more sight of the blessing than we, when we begin to lose sight of the one who pours out the blessings. But it's not just our everyday lives that stress us out. I mean, we got COVID, we got the economy, we got we got politics, we got a shooting this week at, at a high school football game here in Mobile. There are there are so many things to be stressed about. In Haiti, it has been reported late last night and early this morning that there are 17 missionaries in Haiti have been kidnapped and kept at gunpoint. We live in a hectic world, and if it's not stress about COVID and stress about culture wars, then it's stress about bills and kids and jobs and families 
Sometimes there's even stress among friends. Stress. There's a breakdown in, in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. It says this, and this is Paul writing to the church at Philippi. It says, I urge Udiah and I urge Sintik to agree in the Lord. Yes, I also ask you, true partner, to help these women who have contended for the gospel at my side, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. So here in, in, in Philippians, and, and this is going to be the jump-off point as we dig into Philippians for a minute this morning, is we've got two women, two Christian women, who were fussing and causing a schism in the church at Philippi. And it's so bad that this fight actually, the word of this fight and this, this schism and this, this conflict between these two ladies actually makes it all the way to Paul's ears. And he actually, actually has to address these two ladies in his letter to the church. If I'm going to be mentioned in a letter to the church in one of Paul's writings, it is not because I'm having a feud with another church member, right? So there's this breakdown, there's this stress. Paul reminds them that whatever has caused their quarreling, their disagreement, their stress, that they need to get over it in the Lord and get back to the business of being the church and doing the work of the church. Now, Paul doesn't tell us what the conflict was. But what he does tell us is there were these two good women who have let something cause a fracture in their relationship, and it was harming their testimony and the testimony of the church. And Paul says they need to get over it in the Lord. It's a fracture. It's a stress fracture, a stress fracture. Hear me this morning. Stress fractures, if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. Stress, stress fractures are tiny cracks in the bone that are caused by the repetitive application of a force. Tiny cracks caused by a repetitive application of force, a stress fracture. The problem with so many of us, the issue with so many of us, the thing facing so many of us is that we are currently experiencing stress fractures. And you feel like you are cracking and breaking under the stress of whatever that force is that is being applied to your life. We've talked about some of these things, jobs, family, COVID, sickness, finances. And it's repetitive. And it's one blow after another blow, one force after another force. And maybe on their own, they wouldn't feel like a big deal, but it keeps one after another, one after another, one after another, and it begins to feel like things are breaking because of stress fractures. Blow by blow, stress by stress, and you feel like you're breaking under the force, stress at home, stress at work, stress at school, money stress, family stress, husband stress, wife stress, your past stress, your future stress, and the stress fracture gets bigger and more painful, and you don't think you can stand up anymore under the weight of all that stress. And we ask ourselves this morning, what can we do to stop the fracture? 
What can we do to bring healing to the broken places? How, how can the stress be relieved? And how can I find peace? I want us to look at Paul's top six ways. Y'all remember BuzzFeed? So in BuzzFeed Faction, it's, it's Paul's top six ways to stop stress, to get some peace. Let's read Philippians chapter 4. You got your Bible, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul would say, if you want to, if you want to heal yourself of some of these stress fractures, you want to be healed of some of these stress fractures, the first thing you need to do, the first step is to rejoice in the Lord. I know this sounds simple this morning, but Paul even says it again. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. You, you, but, but many of us are like, yeah, well, yeah, Paul, you don't really know what I'm facing. You don't really know what I'm going through. Rejoice. That's easy for you to say, Paul. Except when we understand the life of Paul, Paul was beaten. He was imprisoned. He was lied about. He was conspired against. Generally speaking, Paul faced a lot of different pressures and different stresses and different situations that would press on him. Paul even says, I'm, I'm stressed or perplexed on every side. He was being, he felt like he was in a vice grip. Many of you, maybe you can relate. Paul understands your feeling of being squeezed. And Paul would say, start here. Rejoice in the Lord. Paul learned the power of rejoicing in the midst of stress. He could sing and he could rejoice and he tells us that if you want to get through the stressful mess that you are currently facing, you need to turn your thoughts and your attentions to rejoicing in Jesus. How do you do that? I want to give you a really easy way to start. A really easy way to start. Put on some worship music in the mornings. In your car, in your AirPods, your headphones. Put on some worship music. Let Jesus begin to just become part of what your mental state of the day. Begin your morning in prayer and in Bible reading and in worship. Let your whole day be filtered through the lens of rejoicing. It doesn't mean that everything that you face is going to be good or easy or without stress. But your filter, your view is from a perspective of rejoicing. Sing, meditate, shout, clap, dance, rejoice in 
Jesus. I really believe that rejoicing is the first step to finding peace. Rejoicing is the first step. Second, Paul would tell us this. He would say, be reasonable. We just read it in Philippians. Be reasonable. Some folks are always stressed because they expect too much or they demand too much or when things don't go exactly the way they planned, they get stressed. Paul says, be reasonable. Don't don't be an extremist. Don't learn to be content. Learn to be balanced. Every bad day isn't the end of the world. And everything that you don't like isn't a reason to allow a stress fracture to form. Be reasonable. He says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. What does that mean? It means that your your life isn't a roller coaster and of, of ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. Let me rephrase it. Your life may be a roller coaster of ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. But your attitude and your reaction to the ups and downs is reasonable. You're content, you're confident, you're bold in Christ Jesus. You don't let the situation determine your attitude. Be reasonable. It's not always easy. Be reasonable. Third, Paul would tell us, pray. I know these are very simple steps, but I think Paul is on to something. Pray. Praying, listen, praying in faith is not a blind eye to your present reality. Praying in faith is actually eyes wide open to the reality of God in your present. I'll say it again. Praying in faith isn't a blind eye to your present reality. It's eyes wide open to the reality of God in your present. Pray in faith. Don't let fear and worry rule your mind. Pray. Give it to Jesus. Trust Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Those things that are causing stress, Talk to Jesus about them. Talk it over with him. Really talk it over. Sometimes we tell everybody what's bothering us when really the only person we need to have a little talk with is Jesus. Right? Just have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He'll hear your faintest cry and he will answer. What? By and by. Is that too old for y'all? Sometimes we we just need to talk to Jesus. We process it or we think through it or we think over it and we think about it. But sometimes we just need to talk to Jesus. You worried about your job? Talk to Jesus. 
You worried about your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Talk to Jesus. You worried about your daughter's boyfriend? Talk to Jesus. And your daughter. Let the boy know you're talking to Jesus about him too. You worried about your bills? Talk to Jesus. Stress about your kid's doctor visit? Talk to Jesus. And I don't mean just a little prayer. I mean really talk to Jesus. Have a conversation with Jesus. Say, Lord, this is what the doctor said, and I'm scared about it. I'm worried about it. I don't, I don't like it. Lord, that, you, you know what the doctor said, it's, it's, you, and, and, I, and the doctor has given us this, this option, or the doctor has told us this. And, Lord, I'm worried about it. I'm scared about it. I'm talking to you about it. I'm trusting you about it. Lord Jesus, I need you to intervene. I need you to, to meet the need. I need you to, to deal with it, God. Lord, you know the situation at my work. You know how my boss is, God, and, and I don't think I can handle it anymore. I don't think I can keep going with it anymore. I don't I don't understand why they're why they're being so this or that. And Lord, I just need you to intervene. Or or God, I'm going through this with my husband, or I'm going through this with my wife, and, and I need you, Jesus, to, to strengthen me and to touch my wife or my kids or my, my husband. Have a real conversation with Jesus. Tell him exactly what you're stressed about, what you're worried about, what you're fighting. What, the, what those thoughts are and those fears are in your mind. He knows them anyway. Go ahead and begin to speak them to him so that he can begin to speak back to you and bring healing and strength and hope. Tell him about your fears. Tell him about your worries. Tell him about your anxieties. And he will hear you and he will come near to you and there is a peace that's found just in talking to Jesus. I really believe that. There is a peace that's found in talking to Jesus. From the stresses and the anxieties and the worries and the cares of this life. Pray. Fourth this morning, be thankful. Be thankful. Psalm 139, verse 17 and 18 says, God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. Listen, church, you have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. So many blessings. Life, breath salvation, hope, grace, homes, water, hot water heaters, air conditioners, hope, peace, joy. We have the presence of Christ to come beside us and to keep us. We have his promises. We have so much to be thankful for. We've been blessed with so much. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. He is faithful and he holds you and he keeps you. You have so much more to be thankful about than you do to be stressed about. Remember, we're too blessed to be stressed. 
And so listen, when you begin to feel overwhelmed, when you begin to feel yourself beginning to fracture, remind yourself of the goodness of God and the blessings of God that he has poured out in abundance on his people. So thanksgiving brings peace. Then fifthly, he says this, which is really, it's, it's, he says, he says, remember the Lord is at hand. So far, remember the Lord is at hand. What does, what does that even mean? But remember the Lord is at hand. It means that one day soon, he's going to return. And all the things that have brought you stress will be put into proper perspective. It means that he is in control and that he is faithful to finish the good work that he started in you. The Lord is at hand. It means he's nearby. He's not far off. Your salvation is closer now than when you first believed because the return of Jesus is, is closer now than when you first believed. Jesus is coming back, and he has good for his children. Don't let the cares and the anxieties of this life cause you to lose sight on the promise of the Lord and his nearness and his return. He is not slow in keeping his promises. As some understand slowness, but he is faithful. The Lord is at hand. Remind yourself this morning that he is still good and he is still working all things out for, for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He's the God of the nearby, not the God of the far off. The Lord is at hand. He's not far. He's near. He's near to you. He's always close and he's always ready to come closer. And sixthly this morning, just let Jesus do his thing. Just let Jesus do his thing. If you rejoice and are reasonable, if you pray and have a thankful heart, if you remember that the Lord is at hand, Jesus will do his thing in your life. His peace will guard your heart and your mind. His peace is beyond understanding. You can't explain his peace. You can't manufacture his peace. You can't because it's God's peace. It's not your peace. It is the peace of God. It's not peace that you can get anywhere else. Now listen to me. Don't misunderstand me. There are things that are helpful for us. Things that are, that, are, that are good and helpful for us. Maybe a counselor or a therapist. Or maybe you have a mental health issue or you have a hormonal issue and you need, and you need medicine or a doctor and a doctor's care. Those are fine and good things, but none of those are going to be able to bring you the kind of peace that God can bring you. Do you understand that? Those aren't things that are bad, but, and they may be helpful, but ultimately they can't bring you the kind of eternal peace and security in Christ that only the peace of God can give you. There is a peace that comes from God that you cannot get anywhere else. Not in breathing techniques, not in meditation, not in beach 
therapy, not in a glass of wine or a can of beer. There is a peace that only comes from God. This peace that only comes from God, listen to this, it comes from God. God has peace because he knows the end from the beginning. There are no surprises with God. So God is not worried. God is not anxious. God knows the end from the beginning, so there's no surprises. So he's not, he's not freaking out. He's not stressing out. That's why we need his kind of peace is because his kind of peace is a confidence in knowing all things. God has peace because he is in control. Nothing is outside of his sovereignty. We need the peace that comes from God because God is in control. We need the peace that comes from God because God is confident in his power. Nothing is stronger or can overthrow the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ. There is nothing, no one more powerful than God. So his peace is rooted in a confidence of his ability to handle any situation. God has peace because God understands it all. There is nothing God does not know. And God has peace because he knows that there is nothing he can't overcome. So listen, those are things we can't do. We, we don't know the end from the beginning. We, we don't have control over all things. We know that there are many things that are stronger than us, that are more powerful than us. We're not all knowing or all powerful or omniscient or omnipresent, but God is. That's why we need the peace that comes from God. It is not a peace that we can manufacture on our own. It is a peace that comes from the throne of God. It's this confidence and this assurance. Listen, if you're taking notes, write this down. The peace from that comes from God is a confident assurance that there is nothing that can defeat God. And if you are child of God, there is nothing that can snatch you out of his hand. Confident assurance that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is peace beyond our understanding because, because it is a peace that shows up when we should be fracturing under the stress. It's a peace that we can't manufacture. It's a peace that we cannot create. It is a peace that comes from being secure in the hand of God.
I believe you need that kind of peace. I believe that there are people in this church, in this city, in this country that are experiencing stress fractures, and we need the peace of God because it surpasses all understanding because it is from the hand of God. Learn to rest, to rejoice, learn to pray, learn to be reasonable, and allow the peace of God of God to guard your heart and your mind. Every morning, we pray with our family. Every morning, I pray with my kids and my wife before we leave the house. I told you this before. But one of the things I pray with them every morning and pray over them every morning is that God would guard their heart and their mind. That the peace of God would guard their heart and their mind. And I pray that they would guard, that we would guard our attitudes and our actions. That might be a prayer that you need to begin to pray and think about. God, let the peace of God guard my heart and my mind and let me guard my attitudes and my actions. And I believe that when we begin to do that and pray that and trust God in that way, that we will begin to experience a peace that this world cannot offer. I'm not saying that you're a sinner for being stressed. I'm not saying you're a sinner for being anxious. What I am saying is there is a peace that only comes from God that wants to draw near to you and heal these stress fractures. Because God loves his people. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning. I pray, God, that that you would continue to speak to us. That you would continue to speak to us, to heal, to strengthen. I pray for folks this morning who are experiencing stress fractures. Lord, they're not, they're not, they're not sinful. They're not in sin. There's just a lot going on, and we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. How many in this room this morning would say, I can I, I relate to what you've said this morning about stress fractures? Amen. Raise your hand. Go ahead. Amen. Hands all across this room. Head shaking nodding in agreement. I believe there are people even watching at home and you would say, yep, that's me. I'm, I'm these stress fractures. Hear me this morning, church. Learn to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. pray for these folks that have raised their hands. I pray, God, that they would begin to take the steps that you have outlined in your word to find peace. That you that we begin to take these steps that are outlined in your word so that we, are, we, are, we aren't breaking under the stress and the anxiety and the fear and the worry. 
we commit our ways to you. Lord, for each hand that was lifted, each heart that is in agreement this morning, I pray, Lord, that that they would take these steps that Paul has laid out for us this morning. Because, God, I don't believe it is your plan and your desire for us to walk around fractured because of the stress. But, Lord, that you desire and want us to walk in peace, even though we may be surrounded on all sides. There is still a peace in our heart, in our spirit. Lord, thank you for your word this morning. We will give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to mention something to you real quick. If you raised your hand about being about being stressed and feeling anxious, I want you to know that the Lord has been been burdening me with this over the past few weeks. You know, even within our body, within our church, there are folks that that that, and that's why I preached this message this morning. The Lord has been dealing with me over the past few weeks that there are folks and many in our in our body. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a pandemic of stress. And the Lord has begun to deal with me and said, I wanted to bring this to you this morning. I wanted to encourage you in the Lord this morning for, for peace, to, that there is peace for you in Christ Jesus. But I also want you to know that the Lord has been burdening me with, with this. And, and, and in the spring, when we launch a new small groups, in the spring, we're going we're gonna to do a small group on anxiety, a small group on mental health. Because I believe that the Lord, that this is a great, that, that, that while this is, this is a, 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 a real issue and a real burden for, for, for many of us, I also believe that, that it can be an opportunity to see God show up in the midst of our chaos. Amen? So I want you to begin to pray and begin to think about that. And I want you to know that, that the Lord has been burdening me with, with that because I believe that, that, that what the, we are in a mental health crisis and I don't, I, don't, I don't make light of that at all. And I understand that there are situations and, and that there is, there, there is need for, for mental health and, and mental health care. And there are need for therapists, and there are need for counselors, and there are need for, for doctors and, and medication. But I also want you to hear me. There is also a great need for us to learn to apply the word of God in our mental health situations. Amen? And so if you are anxious or, 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 or stressed, I want you to know that, that, that the Lord has been burdening me with this. And so we're going to be looking in spring for our, our next small group. That there's going to be there's going to be a, at least one small group that's going to that's going to deal with anxiety and and, and mental health and, and those things. Amen. Sound good? Amen. Keep that in mind. Lord, thank you again for this people. Pray that you continue to bless, continue to meet the needs, continue to meet the needs of this people, this church. 
We will give you glory and honor and praise. Amen. Amen. Don't forget the announcements real quick. Don't forget the announcements. Our big candy palooza is going to be a ton of fun, inflatables, candy, costumes, trunk or treat, uh, uh, pony rides, carnival games, all kinds of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. October 31st, just a random day we picked from 3.30 to 5.30. And so it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for our candy palooza that day. Also, again, don't don't forget giving the uh, ushers will be at the back on your way out. If you give check or cash, drop that in the bucket. My man Jerron will be back there, and uh, and uh, to to receive that. Also, you can give via the app. And um, again, to make make budget this week, <laughs> it's it's the, the the way the bills line up this week. We just need about five hundred dollars to make make budget, but but we need for the month the remainder of the month to make budget and uh, that's about it's about uh we need about seven thousand dollars to make budget for the rest of of uh of uh october so keep that in mind give faithfully give obediently give as an act of worship and uh, god will meet the needs of this body i really believe that church i'm not I, let me just say this really i i believe that I believe if everyone is obedient in their in the giving of their their tithes and offerings, that every need will be met. I just believe that because I believe that God will honor that. I believe God honors that. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us this morning online. Thank you for joining us online. We missed you this morning. Those of you that are joining us online, we missed you. We love you. And um, let's be dismissed. Your kingdom come.